Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 18th of May, the 139th day of this leap year of 2020, which gives us 227 days to work with until 2021. As of this past Friday morning, total confirmed cases of COVID-19 worldwide, as listed on the Johns Hopkins website, were 4,444,670, with 302,404 deaths globally, for an increase of about 33,000 deaths worldwide since the previous Friday, May 8th. Total confirmed cases of COVID-19 in the United States as of this past Friday were 1,417,889, up nearly 170,000 cases from the previous Friday's 1,259,108. By this past Friday, May 15th, the total number of deaths in the U.S. from COVID-19 had reached 85,906, up more than 10,000 from the previous Friday's total of 75,781 deaths since the first week of February 2020. As of this past Thursday, May 14th, 10,217,573 tests for COVID-19 had been reported, with 15% of them being positive. One improvement overall has been the percent of testing. In the past week, we have managed to test 3% of our 328 million Americans. That's an improvement of more than 0.5% in our testing rate measured on May 7th. Hold on to that important bit of information. We have tested a whopping 3% of our population. We'll return to that in a moment. Our long-range weather forecast for the first part of this week gives us a 50-50 chance of showers today and tomorrow, meaning we might or we might not be able to see the corona borealis in the eastern sky this evening. Fairly high in the east to northeast will be Arcturus, shining brightly yellow to orange. Low in the northeast, shining brightly blue to white, will be Vega. More or less between these two stars is the northern crown, also known as the Corona Borealis, the brightest star of which is Alfeca, a blue-white star sometimes called Gemma, or the pearl of the crown. Today in 1956, Mickey Mantle hit home runs from both sides of the plate. It was the third time in his professional career Mantle had demonstrated his skills as a switch hitter. Some of us remember that today, back in 1980, Mount St. Helens of the Cascade Range blew its top, 1,300 feet of it, reducing its altitude from 9,677 feet above sea level to 8,363 feet MSL. The indigenous Cowlitz people knew the mountain as La Wetlatla, and the Klikitat tribe called the volcano Luwit or Luwalaklaf. The deadliest volcanic event in U.S. history killed 57 people and destroyed 250 homes, 47 bridges, 15 miles of railways, and 185 miles of highway. An earthquake of magnitude 5.1 triggered a massive debris avalanche and a lateral eruption. Today is the birthday in 1912 in Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania of Pierino Roland Como. 
who was the seventh son of a seventh son, his millhand father, who had 13 children in all, which stressed the importance of each child becoming self-sufficient. At age 14, Pierino, who went by the nickname Perry, had already opened his own barber shop, where he sometimes entertained his customers with songs. Following a satisfied customer's suggestion, Perry auditioned for a professional band and was hired, which led to recording his first hit song, Till the End of Time. And that led to his trying the movies, but his naturally laid-back style did not appeal to the studio executives. So Perry returned to recording, succeeding overwhelmingly with hit song after hit song and eventually a popular variety television show for the Kraft Company. Today is also the birthday in 1920 in Warwice, Poland, of Karol Wojitla, a high-spirited child who came from working-class people but soon became a good athlete, a good student of Greek and Latin, and an enrollee of a nearby underground seminary where he passed out anti-Nazi pamphlets. Eventually, after studies in Rome, winning degrees in philosophy and theology, Wojtyla returned to Poland, became a professor at Catholic University of Lublin, became a cardinal, rising to Archbishop of Krakow, and in 1978, after 50 hours of deliberation, was elected the first non-Italian pope in 455 years, and, as the first Polish pope, adopted the name Pope John Paul II to honor his immediate predecessor, Pope John Paul. Pope John Paul II figured, quote, There is one thing more dangerous than sin, the murder of man's sense of sin, close quote. Indeed, these days, during Corona-Geddon, the sense of many things is becoming lost, whether temporarily or permanently remains to be seen. The make-sense phrase, we're all in this together, is interesting, if not at least a little ironic. Social distancing, for example, does not lend itself well to thinking of ourselves as being in something together, the same way the concept of isolation does not immediately lend itself to the notion of unity. In some ways, then, the implacable limitations of language are more noticeable than ever now, making many expressions seem hollow, such as our nation's president the other evening on TV declaring victory over the coronavirus as the number of confirmed cases of COVID-19 and resultant deaths increases. But the nuance of language remains strong, so long as a modicum of intelligence is present to help that nuance maintain its flexibility. By virtue of the closed system that this planet is, we most definitely are all in this together, even if we don't collectively seem to be proving that point too well. In an article this past weekend from the periodical Nature, a French study surmised that, quote, population immunity appears insufficient to avoid a second wave, close quote, of COVID-19 globally. The study was investigating the possibilities of that most tricky microbiological mechanism, herd immunity, defined by the Oxford Dictionary as, quote, the resistance to the spread of a contagious disease within a population that results in a sufficiently high proportion of individuals becoming immune to the disease, especially through vaccination, close quote. 
contrary to the assumptions of a not insignificant portion of our population, herd immunity is not achieved by not wearing face masks and not social distancing. Rather, according to the scientists who have closely studied herd immunity, the level of vaccination needed to achieve herd immunity ranges from 83 to 94%. The only variation on this is supplanting the operative vaccination with previous infections instead. And since we don't have any viable vaccinations yet, we're left with the business of previous infections, a substantial risk indeed. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the third week of May, putting us about a month away from summer 2020.